Welcome to the Amazing Race 29 preview episode of URT number, the Amazing Race podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Helmstone, and joining me actually in front of me right now for once for our 11th Amazing Race preview is the Canadian who hopes everyone he meets has beatboxing skills, Logan Saunders. Evening. Good evening, and we are back and actually live and recording this on my birthday, which is the first time we've recorded any podcast on my birthday. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's all your fault. Should have been yesterday, but no, Logan decided he was too tired. Yeah, so, for some reason, trailing for uh, eight hours or whatever it was, and then having a Skype with my parents uh, kind of wore me out. Yeah, you're worse. <laughs> Plus, I didn't do my notes. No, that, yeah, that's the other issue. There's uh, There's been some slight issues with actually getting the, the team bios, given the spotty Wi-Fi over the past 12 days. Yeah, that Wi-Fi in London was uh, brilliant. Mm. <laughs> they even blocked the data where we were. Yeah, they non-existent. Were just, they were merciless. They are just way too cheap. But we are back, officially, and um, yeah, this is the first time we podcasted on my birthday, and last year was the first time we didn't podcast on yours. It had to even out, it just we had to equal it out in the universe. Everything, everything is all even now. And we now have 22 strangers to discuss, which means I have an absolute booklet in front of me. Yeah, well, for some, you know, ten, last, you know, for Amazing Race Canada and Asia would have been 10 or 11, but no, we have to do 22 separate discussions, so we're, this is, we're really going to have to shortchange some of the people along the way. Good thing is, though, some of the bios, people wrote like two or three word uh, answers, especially later on in the contestant pool, so... We may be able to breeze through some of this. And the even better thing is Logan's flying uh, off to Amsterdam in 12 hours, so this could be a very close podcast for him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 12 hours of podcast and then going straight to the airport. Yep. Or nine? It might be, well, I think closer to nine hours. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have to rush through it and get through it in nine hours because because uh, <laughs> I do have to drive you to the airport. Then. <laughs> so, who would you like to speak about first? I just went in alphabetical order according to the official CBS website. As did I, and it's alphabetical order of surname. I found out about ten minutes ago. You didn't crack that code till now. No, I wasn't. I was doing it quickly. <laughs> Hopefully there's more codes you can crack in the future. Yeah, that is a code I didn't crack. (laughs) So we will start with Shamir. I thought it was Shammer. No, it's Shamir. Oh, my damn Anglophone tongue. I've been like, Shammer this, Shammer that. He's Shammer from the Bronx. But no, it's it's Shamir. Yeah, it's Shamir, not Shammer as in Shambo. Yeah, topical Survivor Samoa reference right there. We're more topical than Survivor Historians, which is all I can ask for. (laughs) So he's an associate at a top banking firm from the Bronx, and is ambitious, adventurous, and driven. Why didn't he name which banking firm he works for? It's just, why is it intentionally vague? I have no idea, but this isn't Survivor where they put, like, Yahoo Executive next to Shireen, so... I I mean, if somebody were to look up the name Shamir in a top banking firm within the Bronx. I'm sure there's not going to be too many people with that first name. I'm sure the you can just look at his LinkedIn page. <laughs> nice topical reference there as well. <laughs> and his hobbies include meal prepping. Meal prepping. Not so he doesn't not be eating it. Not eating it. So which is surprising because with bodybuilding, usually bodybuilders all they do is eat, and they would list that as a hobby. But no, he just preps them. 
Why does he just say chef instead of meal prepping? That'd be, that'd be less words and less syllables. He doesn't have the weirdest hobby of this this season, though. There's a lot of people with odd, odd hobbies. Speaking of odd things, he has an odd fear. He's scared of the last days of any journey. Yeah, which I can understand. It, it's sad to come home, as you'll find out in, like, two weeks. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, I have to miss out on the first two episodes because... Some genius at CBS thought it would be great to move up the premiere date from April 21st to March 30th on less than a month's notice? We just found this out a couple weeks ago that they were bumping this up. Yeah, thanks to this CBS for doing exactly the same thing CTV did to me last year when I was on holiday. And we ended up having to do the preview a day before the episode. That was a great idea. We do a better job of sticking to a schedule than CBS or CTV does, and that's... That's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad, given that we are CBS's least favourite fan podcast. <laughs> and Shamir hopes his partner is someone who will give it 100%, so he would hate Ted Rogers Jr. Yes, the 150 to 200%. That would just be, that'd be just too excessive. Oh. And he also wants somebody with unwavering drive. And when I think of somebody who has unwavering drive, I think of somebody like Kurt. Oh... There's no, there's no, there's no drive there. Like the guy can't even handle a stick in the car. Um, I, I love how you you follow that up with in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> and weirdly, Bergen did wish me a happy birthday about an hour ago. Oh man, let's let's say hello to Bergen, hello the to game Bergen. changer. <laughs> Bergen, who would be on Tard Game Changers, <laughs> much to people's irritation. You're casting Tard Game Changers as we speak. Um. So, his dream location, you know, before the season started, um, or just recently, actually, I guess, um, the country of Fiji sponsored some of the Amazing Race casting calls. As did Taiwan. As did Taiwan. Nobody listed Taiwan, though, out of the 22 contestants, but Shamir is the first one to cater to the sponsor and say he would love to go to Fiji because it has 333 islands. I I personally think it's 334 Maybe 332 if one of them goes underwater due to global warming. I don't know. Because um, Fiji means endless adventure and has the happiest people. And his cousin's dad lives there. His cousin's dad lives in Fiji. And this mayor, Fiji with its beautiful islands, may or may not compete with wonderful Indonesia. It is the new wonderful Indonesia. And uh, yeah, at least some of the Fijian islands they wouldn't be able to go to because Survivor will be filming there again. What's was did Fiji just like reach out to CBS and say, "Hey, can you please just film every reality show here possible?" Yeah, there's rumors of Fiji being another two seasons for uh, Survivor. The the going out to film in the next couple of weeks, apparently. Yeah, it's not a rumor. I believe it's confirmed. I don't think it's confirmed officially by CBS because they only no, can... not CBS, but like there's a lot of evidence supporting it. Yeah, they only confirmed uh, seasons thirty five and thirty six yesterday, I think. Yeah. No Amazing Race 30, which has caused another... Do we just get this topic out of the way now? With everyone debating if like this season 29 is is just going to be it? I think we probably should, because we did have a question. Well, we had quite a few questions, actually. Wayne wanted to know whether this will be the final season and the end of the franchise. Ant wanted to know uh, how should Amazing Race end. And Maneeb basically says, what do we think about it being 12 episodes in 9 to 10 weeks? 
So it's, it's that's uh, that's like that topic is bigger than like the season itself. There's no buzz. There's no promotion for it. Of course, it was delayed. I mean, it was they filmed it last June, which it makes it maybe season four would have had a similar hiatus to this. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a a big topic when we were away about whether this will be our last season to cover. I say no purely because I think that with the success of Hunted, they will have one season of Tar and one season of Hunted per year, I guess, in their schedules. So I think it'll be it'll just go down to one season of Tar a year. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do another like if this is this one year delay is just gonna be consistent or if like this is a pretty big change in format we're seeing for this season, even more so than Blind Date or uh, or social media stars. Like this is a big jump where you're taking the series in a completely different direction where it's all strangers, which means there's no, nothing really similar to the dynamic that you would see in the past. So depending on how this goes, we could just see like the Amazing Race, maybe the budget gets smaller and there's a, like fewer teams, maybe it goes like the Celebrity Mole route where instead of having like a 14 person cast and 13 episodes, you go down to a seven person cast and five episodes and just see if the show is still popular enough to where you can build up the budget again. In other words, just doing the Amazing Race China route. Yeah, where you have minus minus the Resurrection Pass or whatever the hell that twist was called where the last place team was brought back in the penultimate leg. The Revival Pass. The Revival Pass. Revival Pass for the Season 1, Intruders for Season 2. That's what they need to do for the US in their final season of Amazing Races, have the Revival Pass, just to piss off the fans that much more. If they have that here in Season 29, and like uh, one of the contestants who I think will be first out, we'll get to later on, but if like that person gets brought back at the very end of the season to go to the finish line, I think that would be a hilarious F you to end the Amazing Race. I think we're both basically agreed that this won't be the final season, and it probably won't be an All-Stars if Tar 30 happens. Yeah, it's kind of funny, like, everyone assumes, just because it's following that six-season pattern, that, oh, it's got to be an All-Stars next year, but... Please God, no. Because <laughs> we know it's just going to be Jet and Cord for a fourth time, and, well, then the show ends for good if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the most I could see in terms of an All-Star direction for season 30 is, like, a their attempt at a fans versus favorites, but even then, I really, really, really do not want that to happen because we've already seen it with Survivor and Big Brother that that format just does not work and gives the veterans a huge advantage. And I think in something like The Amazing Race, playing at least once is just too big of an advantage over somebody who's never played at all. I don't think Tal would do fans versus favorites in the same way. I think what they would do is do a sort of twist on the strangers, have one veteran and one newbie on each team. Yeah, but I don't I don't think there'll be another stranger season after this just because of how long they waited to air the season. Like there's been no promotion or anything. So my gut feeling tells me that CBS is not happy with the way that the season went down in filming. Otherwise I would assume it would have aired earlier. I know the contestants would have had a wonderful experience, but maybe they just couldn't create a narrative just because you don't have that pre-existing relationships or that... Or even with, like, Blind Date season where you had, like, the romantic... The forced, very, very, very forced uh, romantic storyline on the line. Where at least they had that to play up if the couple was actually going to hook up or not. 
which didn't happen, but they kept pushing that. So with strangers, you know that, you know, this is, it's just going to be a friendship formed or enemies formed and that's going to be it. And yet we already know six of the ten countries that they revealed. Oh, CBS did officially announce six of the countries? Yeah, they revealed Panama, Tanzania, Norway, and Greece. Obviously, we know the US as well. And the the fact that they've already given the press releases for episode two reveals where the second location is as well. Oh, yeah. Which is Brazil. Ah. So, yeah, we've not got that much intrigue. We know it's 12 legs. We know there's 10 countries, which is one of the highest for a long while. No, none of them are new, though. No. Now, no, no new ones, but Greece is being visited for the first time in absolutely forever. I guess 20 seasons qualifies as forever. The good old hippies and and uh, Eric and Jeremy days. T- Wonderful days of Amazing Race. I miss those days. Tanzania, we most recently saw on Hammerots, so I'm holding out for some Hammerots-style uh, tasks of gorging them on nuts and berries and things. But yeah, there's no new countries that we know of. And there's only, I think, like, from what I read, only three or four new cities total as well. Yeah. So it's pretty much just going to be an homage to some of the past seasons. It's not, like, going to be, like, 27 or 28 where they, especially 27, where they try to redo half of the first season. It's like they're just picking random cities to visit all throughout the timeline. So I don't know if it's going to be a whole bunch of switchbacks or they're just going to pretend like these cities and countries have never been visited before. Even though there's still plenty of countries that are safe enough for uh, production to visit. Like wonderful Fiji. Like Fiji, or like the most of the countries in the Balkans are stable now. I wish they would... You're just obsessed with the Balkans. <laughs> just lately. Come on. Croatia. <laughs> I love Croatia, and I heard great things about elsewhere. There's never been a good... Loca- uh, there's never been a good leg in Dubrovnik, ever. And then you have... Well, not Dubrovnik. They've already been to Dubrovnik. But I mean, like, you, you have, like... Bosnia and uh, and Serbia and Montenegro and you have Macedonia, like Moldova. That's a lot of countries to just pretty much ignore. They haven't even been to Latvia as well, or uh, they did do Estonia and Lithuania. But yeah, like or, or Slovenia. Slovenia hasn't been visited either. Or Slovakia. Or Slovakia. So that's a that's still like that's ten or so countries in Europe right there that aren't that aren't in any turmoil whatsoever. And then, of course, the typical uh, countries in northeastern South America of Guyana, Suriname, and French Guiana that continue to be ignored. They've not even been to El Salvador or Nicaragua, both of which were visited by Vidim. They're safe. Yes, most of it is safe. (laughs) Yeah, just maybe not bits of Colombia. Which they did visit for two rounds last year. Yeah, no bricks of cocaine there. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, they are going to Panama, so, you know, there is the chance of the, the Shane Powers tribute of bricks of cocaine washing up on shore for them. Oh, I'm sure CBS would love to air that. <laughs> That's why it's the 10pm time slot for most of this season. The best bit about that is that production had to intervene to stop Shane using the machete to get some. It would have been Panamaian car- uh, Scarface with Shane. <laughs> Could you imagine Shane Powers not only withdrawing from cigarettes whilst he was on the island, but withdrawing from cocaine. <laughs> I'm about to have a cocaine ice cream sandwich bar in one minute. One minute! <laughs> I mean, Courtney would have to draw a heart around him in the sand and uh, sing songs to him. And the heart would have to be enlarged from all the cocaine. <laughs> it would. 
So anyway, back to Shamir. Um, he hopes his partner isn't someone who's also type A as they will butt heads. Which basically all of this cast is. Yeah, because we have a lot of law enforcement and military in this cast. They all have reasonably normal jobs as well. There's only one real mattress. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing because I like the crazies. So, out of the 22, do you find Shamir to be in the top half or the bottom half? Shamir is definitely in the top half of the people who I have notes about. Quite a few of them I've got like five and notes like, they're so boring. Yeah, I think... I think he'll be a he'll be a decent character to watch on TV, and it sounds like he should do fairly well. Yeah, he will struggle to navigate without Waze, whatever that is, though. I've never oh that app. I guess it's an app or something. Waze or Waze. I assume from the context, it's a map app of some description, but I don't know. Not even the social media stars mentioned Waz or Waze. Waze, Waze, I think it is. I'm reasonably yeah. confident. Someone will tweet us and go, "Oh my god, I can't believe you never heard of Waze." But I have an Android phone. I use Google Maps. As do I. As do I. I have a smartphone too. Only just, but I, I, that's, that is true. It's only been seven months with one, but it was a flip phone for a very, very, very long time. Canada has only just got Wi-Fi and smartphones. <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Who, who do you think that Shamir will would get on best with if he was partnered up? Probably another dude. Yeah, I think he's gonna want a bro down. Yeah. Shamir likes the bros. Yeah. Bros before hoes for Shamir, I think. <laughs> so should we move on to our, our next person on the list, who, of course, needs the introduction of being called Logan! Logan Bauer. Yeah. Logan, who sucks. I'm not going to call him. <laughs> Weirdly, all my notes on him are just quite mean. <laughs> I, I already went overboard with the 24 references before, the fact that he's named Logan Bauer. Just to, he's and he's also a lone wolf too. Um, what is he? He's twenty seven. He's from from Florida, Florida, and he has the wonderfully euphemistic title of orthopedic device representative, or alternatively, pharma sales. Yep. We we need a pharma sales klaxon for when we do these these previews. Doctor Scholl sales, I guess. There's always someone who is a pharma sales rep. It's like perfect CBS casting. I feel bad that he's probably going to listen to this podcast and get it quite in the neck. And he's one of many who have followed the Dennis and Isabel route of joining CrossFit. Yeah, and his other hobbies are include Olympic weightlifting. Not any other type of weightlifting, but just Olympic. Because you know there's other types other than Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's just weightlifting, to, or uh, if it wasn't Olympic weightlifting, he would just be weightlifting for the Metrics World Strongest Man competition. Maybe he'll be weightlifting alongside Magnus for Magnuson and Jeff Capes and, and Bill Kazmaier. Unless I'm mistaken, there are at least three disciplines of Olympic weightlifting. He doesn't specify which one he does. Oh yeah, like my dad's obsessed with weightlifting and uh, they never air it on TV, but now CBC, the Canadian company that airs the Olympics, they uh, always post a live stream online or and they also archive it for a week or so. So I always have to bring up every single weightlifting event for my dad to watch so I watch a chunk of it with him. Which do you think he prefers? Clean and jerk or snatch? Uh, I feel like they're... Uh, I'm going to guess snatch. <laughs> Both of which are Olympic weightlifting disciplines. I don't know how I know that off the top of my head. But they're also quite dirty, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to... 
I'm, I'm gonna guess. The, I'm gonna guess snatch. The, there's a radio segment over here called Innuendo Bingo, and whenever there are any like Olympic events, there are always clips about someone loving the snatch and things like that. Every time. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow <laughs> with that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, and he uses the most. Obs- Usually, everyone picks like the same group of thirty to forty adjectives to describe themselves. And he goes for gregarious and principled, which I have never seen in any other CBS Survivor Amazing Race bio ever. But he's also not the only person this season to use the word gregarious. There are two gregariouses. Two gregariouses. I didn't even notice. Bear in mind, Logan has had a glass of wine, so he won't be able to say the word gregarious if I keep making him repeat. (laughs) He has to say it five times in a row. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled gregariouses. Um... Let's see. And, of course, we go two for two with him wanting to go to Fiji. His cousin's dad doesn't live there. It's probably like his cousin's mom that he doesn't really like that much, or his stepmom's cousin. And despite the fact that CBS did say that he has Twitter and Instagram, when I checked, his Instagram doesn't exist and he's only tweeted four times. Four times only? Yeah, four. And the fifth time we'll be tweeting about this podcast... Of him telling us how much he hates us. Yes. Get, <laughs> get stuffed, I believe, is what he will say. Get, get stuffed while he does... While, he's going to want us to get stuffed while he does the snatch. <laughs> and the problem for him is that the longer he lasts in this season, the more weightlifting jokes we're going to make. Yeah. Every time. And there will be a bunch of unaired jokes, but hopefully nobody snitches snitches on us about the snatch. I'm sure nobody will want to talk about the snitching snatch. <laughs> Sounds like something that would happen in the red light district in Amsterdam. I'm sure you'll find out tomorrow. Because <laughs> you don't have me there to, to stop you going to the red light district this time. No, actually the friends I'm going with to Rotterdam, uh, they want, we're, we're probably going to go see the red light district, I'm sure. Are they, are they fans of the snitching snatch, though? Probably. Probably. <laughs> and I hope they hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also wants to go to Ireland, and as far as I know, Ireland did not sponsor a casting call at all. Nope, but we have just got back from Ireland. Clang! Yep. Name, name drop. Yeah. Dublin. And they've never been to Dublin for some reason. Yeah. What up with that? There's plenty to do in Dublin. Yeah, come on, they can pour their own pint, they can see Ireland's oldest pub, they can cycle over a ravine if they want, again, I guess can drag donkeys up hills. Mm-hmm. Climb to the top of the spire. Yep. That'd have to be a fast forward, I suspect. They can search Kilmainham Jail for a clue. Yeah, they can do the, yeah, go through the jail, sit through the whole lecture, take a selfie, as the guide told us. Yep, and that is why you get a glare. <laughs> <sighs> so, who do you think he's most likely to get partnered with? Probably another dude. You're just going for all the dudes for him. <laughs> so you're saying he prefers the clean and jerk to the snatch? Uh, only <laughs> only for... Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to one-up that, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Uh, and now on to our first person who I've just got the note of. Oh, she's so boring. It's Olive. The firefighter. Yeah. 24-year-old Rhode Island firefighter. Yeah. 
And her hobbies include spending time with her dogs and, of course, whining and dining. She mentioned the fire department a lot in her bio. Like, she's suffering from Monica and Cherie uh, wives of professional football player syndrome here. Won't somebody think of Monica? Monica is playing for Monica. Exactly. (laughs) But seriously, we get a season four callback of, yep, firefighter, fire, 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 fire. And that is actually the only two notes I have. she She just talked about the fire department, so... She'll probably be a tough person to get along with, I think, as a partner. From what I've seen of her, she does seem quite fun on social media. Just her bio is so boring. And I I know that I've never got through a preview without having a lecture on the bios. And I'm always a big fan of people giving as much detail as they can. There's one person in this cast who gave far too much detail. Yeah, paragraph answers, I oh, believe, for one God. But... There was just nothing particularly interesting in her bio, to me. Nothing that stood out. She's humble. Humble is her codename in she, the Secret Service. She is so humble. Her apple crumble is by far the most crumblest. <laughs> but she acts like like it doesn't taste good. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. You should have watched that. It's right behind you. Um, and she's most scared of not knowing where she's going. So is she going to be quite controlling? Could be. I mean, she she wants to keep control of fires, so imagine she'd want to keep control of the fire within her own team. Yeah, I, I think she'll end up being partnered with a dude of some description. She seems like she'd get on better with dudes than, than with girls. Yeah, and probably probably an older dude. Probably yeah, older I, dude. I, I think it'll be an older dude. Maybe even Joey. Maybe that, maybe that Redmond guy. Maybe. Maybe Joey, actually. So, 105. Yeah, so, sort of from the same area of the country, I guess. Yeah, like, well, how much information do they get before they pick their teammate? First impressions. So, no, there's not like, hi, my name is what? My name well, is who? My I'm, name I'm, is Ticka Ticka Slim Shady. I'm assuming they'll get names, but that's it. It's purely on first impressions, and I guess the impressions of when you're doing the task. Right. And I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to work, because it's a schoolyard pick, and we know it's a schoolyard pick. Will, for example, the person who comes in first be able to pick the person who comes in second, or will they literally just have to pick from the people who don't get, don't get a choice? I assume they are gonna, that's what they would do, it is that like they wouldn't have the absolute strongest at the first task be able to team up. I assume yeah. that they're going to be separated, separated in half, so, there's, so that's not just going to be the same two teams dominating all season long. Yeah. And she hopes her partner is strong-willed and won't give up. Which is basically what everyone says. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that was the thing. Like, what do you look for in a partner, uh, Olive or Shamir or Logan or Brooke? And everyone's saying, yeah, I just don't want... So- I want somebody who doesn't want to quit. And it's like, okay, the- that's the most basic requirement possible for the Amazing Race. Could you be more specific? But you can't really... It is just going to be a general answer no matter what. For, for that question. It was just a, it was just a shitty question to ask, really. The better answer would be I want someone who's passive and will follow all of my instructions. Yeah, somebody that yeah, or yeah, somebody who somebody complements I can control. your personality, yeah. And she wants to go to the Galapagos Islands, which at least it isn't Fiji. Yeah. It, it is an island. The, it's islands. The issue is of course that if she'd gone on Latino America, she would have got to go to the Galapagos because they went there. They, yeah. They did at least one leg there if not two. 
Amazing Race doesn't? American version has yet to go to Galapagos, eh? Yep. Huh. So, who do you think she will love and hate? Um, pro. I would assume if she's paired up with like one of the female military contestants, Oof. <laughs> I can't. I think that would be that would be explosive. I think her. they would be early boots if if that happened. Yeah. I don't. Th- she would need somebody. Who, it sounds like she needs somebody who's fairly easygoing. Yeah. And now on to Brooke, who is an attorney and director of business development from Lynbrook, New York. A lot of these contestants have multiple jobs. Yeah. They're multi-hyphenates. Yes. At least it's different to some of the uh, the multi multiple jobs that some Survivor contestants have. Yeah. Is she the oldest female in this cast? 36? No, Tara's 38. Right. Um... I can't even picture it. Can we bring up a picture of her again? <laughs> uh, yeah. She's, she kind of looks like Brooke off Australian Survivor, actually, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting her to go early. Really? I like Brooke. She says she wants her partner to carry her bags. <laughs> Whoa, she does look quite a bit like Brooke from Australian Survivor. She really does, because that's, that's the com- uh, comparison that I made. Yeah. Solid comparison. But she's... She is obviously very intelligent. She passed the bar in two states on the first try, which is very impressive. She said that she's going to yell and cry. Yeah, that's why I wanted to stick around. She's going to be a mess. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, like she does sound like like an older version of Haley in a way, with a like great intelligence, but there's going to be some meltdowns along the way. And she's also a fan as well. So she's, we're going to have super fantasies if she gets uh, gets eliminated early. She also says she'd be a great cheerleader. Which, you have to participate in the Amazing Race. You can't... Unless like, she, she wants her partner to carry her bags, and she's going to be a cheerleader. It's like, you need to take a more active role than that. I hope she's second coming of Flo and manages to win somehow. Yeah, I I want her to stick around, because I think there'll, there'll be some, some fun interactions for her in store. Yeah, and also, she wants to go to Greece, because she's got family from there. The first of many to list <laughs> that they want to visit the country, because they have family there. Well, the the old Krista and Tiffany answer. Every yes. time. I love coming back to it. And in fact, I know Krista listens to our previews just to see who we're going to take the piss out of for saying Italy because my family's from there. That's coming soon. Yeah, Italy came up a lot, either for family or food reasons. <laughs> and she has a blank passport and wants to fill up that passport with a bunch of stamps for places that she's only going to visit for one or two days. Or alternatively, the places she's not going to visit that are decoys. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't really count, Brooke. You know, like, uh, even though you're, if you're going to visit Greece, you're not actually... Yeah, T- take a look at that map on my wall. That is entirely based upon the concept of only being somewhere for a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, ha- I have a scratch-off map on my wall that you scratch off places when, when you've been there. And, you know, a lot of these places are just places I've been to for one day, but I still count them. Hmm. Like, like Austria. Went there a couple of weeks ago and, you know, only went there for the day. Just to scratch Austria off. Including Salzburg, which you loved. Yeah, Salzburg was a bit of a disappointment. There weren't even that many good tar locations. Like, the castle that they had the pit stop in season 14 at was way out of town. It was like five miles from the centre of Salzburg, and I wasn't walking that far. Yeah, not worth it. Not for a season 14 location. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so I hope she wins somehow. I hope she gets a strong partner who will help her win. Because I think she'll be hilarious if she lasts long enough. I can see that. I certainly hope she isn't a first boot. 
All right. Moving uh, on to the 38-year-old uh, yeah. ancient, ancient. Ancient in reality TV terms, it's Tara. So that's where she was hiding. Tara Basro from Amazing Race Asia 5, the co-host, has had crossover to Amazing Race US Season 29. She's had extensive plastic surgery and joined the army. She's not even Asian anymore. She's not even Indonesian. Not wonderful Indonesian. She's Armenian. This must be where she... She went instead of coming to the finish line. Yeah, she was she she was drafted. She fe- fell on the wrong side of the Singaporean mafia and had to run to uh, the US. Yeah, then they then they enlisted her in the army, and it's like it's like the witness relocation program, I guess. Yeah, weirdly, this Tara seems to be stationed in Afghanistan when she's writing the bio. She's not the only person to be based abroad. If you notice, this seems to be a theme for a couple of people. There are a few who aren't in the US. They're not going to be in the US when the season airs, eh? No, because there's one of the real estate agents is in the US Virgin Islands as well. She's not actually on the main mainland. She's what? from the US, but that's pretty extreme for casting for this season to go that far into the whole military uh, database there, where it's like people that aren't even living within the continental US. Uh, uh, to go film a, a CBS show. I think they're leaning hard into the complaints of, oh, it's not real people. And then they don't cast anybody over the age of 46 for this season. <laughs> so it's everyone is still pissed off. And then they're still pissed off because it's strangers. They're still pissed off because they think one of the contestants looks like a tranny, which is just a really stupid complaint. Yeah, that was one of the threads on the official page is that they're like, oh, this person looks like a tranny. It's the Amazing Race's first tranny. Which one, dare I ask? Oh, um, actually coming up very soon, but it's just, it was just completely stupid remarks like that already, so pretty much, like, unless it's, like, parent-child teams, they're not going to view it as regular people, or, um, well, I mean, CBS has cut down the age restrictions so much for Amazing Race over the years that it's almost become a parody by this point. Like, they're in on their own show, of, yep. We did not cast anybody that's even 50 years old this time. I know there's the complaint of, oh, these people are so young in this cast, but there's a reason for it. No one else is going to drop everything and run around the world with a stranger. It's going to be people who have the sort of jobs where they can leave for four weeks at a time and maybe don't have the friends that they can trust to travel the world with. But these... But, but the thing is, though, if they went old enough, it would be retired people. And retired people have all the time in the world, like they... But retired people would also die. I would... You know what would be awesome? Is if, like, the, half the contestants are super fit people, and then they sprinkle in, like, Mel White and some of those guys. Like, Mel White, I'm amazed. Like, Mel White was in season 14 and 18 and raced it with his son, uh... With his son, Mike, who was in uh, School of Rock and... Loves Hollywood and hangs out with Jeff Probst personally. But Mel White, like, I'm surprised... I'm he was the closest to dying on any of anyone on any race ever. He's. I had to check yesterday to make sure that he wasn't dead. Like, that's that's how shocked I am. I thought he was going to die the first time, let alone, let alone both seasons. He did nearly die in 18. <laughs> and he's... He said he wanted to do the race on his walker, so I'm waiting for the day where they do an all-stranger season and there's Mel White in his walker... And somebody has to draft him. Like, the whoever gets first place in this challenge should have Mel White on their team just to see how far they can keep him alive in the race. What they need to do is have another schoolyard pick season. But 
have eleven people who are um, who have like prizes attached to them. So like Mel White has a double express pass. Oh, like there's risk and reward involved. Yeah. Like run this leg for Mel White. If he doesn't die by the pit stop, then you get an express pass. <laughs> the Mel, the Mel White punishment. <laughs> and if he does die, then they'll they'll probably just replace him with Jet and Cord or something. Probably. Who's ready for a takeover? <laughs> or you, or it's Je- you race with Jeff and Jackie, but just trailing right behind them is CJ and Libby complaining about Jeff and Jackie. <laughs> You race with Jeff and Jackie, but it, at each uh, route marker, you have to take off an item of clothing. <laughs> yes, Stri- strip amazing race, and then uh, weirdly if you, if you not get... that far from Hammerot's task. But if you make it to the pit stop in first place with Jeff and Jackie with you, not only do you get the express pass, but you get their sex tape at the at the, <laughs> at the end of the pit stop. Did we ever come up with a title for their sex tape? I can't remember. Oh, I think I we did. Know. I have a feeling we did. I feel. I have a feeling I had like ten ideas uh, written down. I think we know what Logan Bowers would be. <laughs> the clean and snatch. <laughs> and we found the person who's going to hate us this season. <laughs> so anyway, back to Tara, not Bajero. Uh, she's a 38-year-old army officer from Connecticut originally, but stationed in Afghanistan. And the mother of four children... Yeah, she's a mother of four. Did you know that? And she's in the army. In yeah. fact, her tw- her Twitter handle is Tara twenty nine. No, go army yeah, it's Tara. go go army Tara. It's ridiculous. Would have been really confusing if she was on the Amazing Race Asia because all the teams had Tara X and Tara in front of their team name. So she would have been Tara 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 twenty nine. Go army Tara. Is it fair to say that she did not have a Twitter before this season? <laughs> I, I I don't yeah I don't see her being able to uh, I don't think she has any seance skills or being able to I don't think she has a crystal ball. No, uh, I don't think she had a Twitter before this season. <laughs> I think she probably set that up herself, thinking, "What's the most ridiculous Twitter handle I can have?" And the answer is, "Go Tar Twenty Nine Tara or whatever it is." Tar Twenty Nine Go Army Tara. That's the one. <laughs> and. She wants a husband clone. Yeah. So she's going to engage in polygamy uh, by the end of the season. It's going to be big love for her. Weirdly, she tweeted two days ago, watch me and all the other amazingly strong women on season 29. Does that mean that she's going to get a a lady partner? A lady partner? Yeah. So this marriage for the husband is going to get a lot more interesting then. Perhaps. Or maybe the or whoever she picks, whichever woman is gonna have to wear like a, it's gonna have to like sh- shave their head or something and I fast know, forward and, and and inject steroids or something like that, testosterone or uh, testosterone, testosterone. <laughs> and uh, she wants to go to China because she speaks Mandarin. And where else does she want to go? Italy. Yep, she wants to go to Italy because she probably has family there. I'm gonna guess. No, she speaks Italian. No, she has family there. Everyone knows that. Okay. Mainly because everyone has family there, according to Amazing Race. There's that many Italian-Americans, eh? Yeah, apparently the God- so. The Godfather was not, was not exaggerating. No, nope, apparently so. And who do you think she's going to get partnered to? Uh, partnered with? Well, if that tweet was hinting at anything, 
Maybe she will, she'll team up with uh, another woman, but maybe she will go after the husband clone. I, I don't know. And she hates to fly. She does, which is going to be a great thing with Amazing Race, when you're going to be taking a lot of flying. Yeah, hopefully some of the errors of her just freaking out whenever there's any turbulence. I think she's going to be out early, honestly. Eh, there's there's other people in this cast who uh, who uh, I don't think are going to do as well as her. I get the sense that she's probably going to get quite a bad partner. Yeah, I don't know. It's Because we have the so little information, I have no idea, like, there's just too many variables to figure out who their partner would be. Yeah. I don't get a good vibe from her, honestly. But now we get to the one who's been talking to fans the most before the start of the season. Yep. Joey um, Covino. And the oldest person in the cast. And, of course, because he's from Boston, he wants someone with hat. Yes. Hot at the park. Um, 46, and he's another military dude. He's a police sergeant. He is, and he says the most dangerous thing you can possibly say in a tar bio, because that's usually included by people who end up having a massive freakout or go home early, and that's that he isn't scared of anything. Nothing scares him, ever. Ah, uh, about that. <sighs> that's I'm sure he's like afraid of you. sock puppets or something, you know? Or like... He's... Maybe ladders? He's got to be afraid of ladders. He's afraid of stairs. <laughs> and he ta- he's a motorcycle officer. He's a dad who loves hockey. Apparently, so I assume he's got to be a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah, he's a, he's a Boston stereotype. That's what he is. And he thinks the biggest challenge on the biggest challenge on the race would be spacewalking. So he seems to be under the impression he's not the only one to give a stupid answer to that. He seems to be under the impression they would actually fly him into space don't think they've got the budget for that anymore. Yeah, they can barely, you know, they don't even go outside of North America for the first leg anymore. Nope. So, yeah. Good luck with your spacewalking. And I suspect he was probably being a little sarcastic with that. But... Yeah. I wish it was moonwalking. The biggest challenge for him where he just could not learn the Michael Jackson moonwalk. <laughs> uh, and he, of course, wants to go to Italy. Italian heritage... Who knew with a, who knew with a name like Joey Cavino that he would want to go to Italy, and he's a twelve-time Boston Marathon completionist. Yep, twelve times, twelve times. So he really like he he likes to brag about a lot of things. It seems like he does. He needs to learn from humble. He like you think after five or six times that he'd be like, yeah, I've, you would just say, yeah, I've done the Boston Marathon a lot. Like, you wouldn't count all 12 times that you've done it. Um, and at 46, yeah, he is he's ancient in this cast. He is the absolute oldest person. He's even, like, he's so old that he's even older than most of the women who hit on me back home. <laughs> Housewives favorite Logan Saunders that. <laughs> but yeah, he... <laughs> He just seems like he's gonna be a bit annoying. Yeah, like, you know, like, man, I'm already. I've only been Facebook friends with him for two days, and oh, what a surprise! Logan's been Facebook friend requesting everyone again. <laughs> yeah, I've only been Facebook friends with him for two days, and I'm already sick of his ass. Yeah, he also says that he's only here for the experience, which means that he's maybe not going to be competitive. Just the experience is all he wants. Ugh. Play, play the race honorably. Yeah, don't. 
Don't come into the race for the experience. Come into the race for the winning. Hashtag winning. Yeah. Have some tiger blood. Yes. Nice up-to-date reference there. <laughs> Good old... I remember when that Charlie Sheen rambling interview came out. Is that out. 2012? <laughs> yeah, 2012, yeah. Because I was in university. Actually, I'm in my third year of university, yeah. Or second? Yeah, either 2011 or 2012 was when that uh, whole thing came out. So I'm not the only one who makes outdated references on this podcast. Yeah. How do you see him going? Uh, he is... He's, I mean, he is half the age of Mel White, so he does stand a chance. Um, says absolutely, uh, I don't know. Could he be a little bit full of himself? I think so. I think he's probably going to get paired up with a young girl accidentally, and it's going to end horribly. Yeah, maybe he makes it like halfway or something. Yeah. I don't see him going first, but... I think he's probably going to clash with whoever he's partnered with. Yeah, nothing scares me, man. <laughs> and now on to my favourite person in the cast. <laughs> Becca, Becca draws. Can you guess why she's my favorite person? <laughs> she's a climber because she seems mental. This is the one she, that she seems about three pencils short of a pencil case. This is the one that got such a hard time in, on the official page. This is the one that people were saying was a tranny and that she didn't have a real university degree. She has an outdoor life experience degree or whatever it's, what? it is. I what? mean, it is an obscure one that you can make jokes though, but people are just railing on her for that degree. Yeah, warning, I'm not going to be particularly kind to her here either. <laughs> but you're not going to call her a, a No, I'm, I'm not going to call her a tranny. <laughs> so she's a rock climbing instructor and barista, because obviously she needs to have two jobs. The rocks on the rocks, please. Yep. And she's also a huge fan of lady climbers. I did write that one down too, I have to admit. <laughs> of all the bios of the 22 people, lady climbers is my favourite phrase. <laughs> but there are a few com- <laughs> a few challenges from Becca's bio. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with Logan Bauer likes, likes the snatch, and then Becca draws likes the lady climbers. <laughs> If I hadn't been... It'd be Logan Bauer's Paradise, I think. If it hadn't been so obvious, you your intro this week would have been you being a big fan of Lady Climbers. <laughs> and she also seems to have the most hobbies of anyone ever to write a bio. Beatboxer. She wants to beatbox the Lady Climber. <laughs> At least Logan Bauer didn't want to say he wanted to beatbox while doing the snatch. Um... <laughs> And she, one of those hobbies does include channeling 50 cents and talking about dancing in the club. Yeah, I wrote that, that, that too. She wrote the club as in 50 cent. Go back, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sit the party like it's your birthday. And we don't give a fuck. It's not your birthday. Find me in the club. Bottle full of love. You can tell Logan's had wine, can't you? Uh, Any time that in the club by 50 cent comes on, I always sing along with it. I... I almost know the whole song verbatim. It was back in 01. We were we were all listening to that jam. Especially that beat, that ju-ju, It's awesome. And just to... I'm down with Fiddy. And just to uh, instill G-U-N-E. more... And just to instill more love uh, in her for me, she also channels Erin and Jocelyn by using the word duh. Yeah, she actually wrote down the word duh in her bio. Did she not listen to the last preview? Because obviously I'm going to take the piss out of her using the word duh. 
She is an honorary drooler. Duh. And I'm going to keep making Aaron and Justin jokes because they were horrible to us. Aaron was to you. Yeah. Not Justin. No. No, Justin gets a pass because she was, you know, not not expressively horrid to us. Unlike Aaron. And? she also She's also a super fan by the sound of things. She wants to go to Phil's homeland. Yeah. Not even people usually want to go to New Zealand for Lower the Rings or those funny Zorbs to roll around in. She just wants to see Phil's house. Yeah, she she uh, she wants to meet Phil's dad. Yeah, Phil's well is is Becca blonde because Phil's dad, <laughs> according to season thirteen, he was very very receptive to uh, Marisa and Brooke. He loved the American women. The but just the blonde the those Carolina blonde girls, Marisa and Brooke in particular. Yeah, I think Becca's like mixed hair color, isn't it? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, let's have so a look. She, yeah, because this is going to determine whether you know whether. Uh, What's his name? Joe Kogan? Is that Phil's dad? Phil's dad's name is Joe? I think it's Joe. I remember thinking it was John for a bit. I'm like, no, it's actually Joe. No, it can't be Joe Kogan, because that would kind of rhyme. John. Oh, it is John, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, it can't rhyme. I would have made a joke about it rhyming. So, yeah, John Kogan. If, if you... Oh, no, not blonde enough. Sorry, Becca. John Kogan's not going to let you into his house. Yeah, poor Becca. She won't get some the love that she desires from John Kogan. I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> and the number one thing that she hopes her partner has is freestyling and or beatboxing skills. We're going to see <sighs> rap battles. We're going to see like uh, White Rabbit versus Becca. Becca Draws. You know what? what's funny about Becca is that her last name Draws is actually the name of a professional wrestler from the 90s. Oh. And this professional wrestler, he was formerly known as Puke because he could puke on command. That sounds like a life skill. And then it gets a bit more tragic because with draws, what happened? Because it was supposed to be a suggestive uh, wrestler during the whole uh, Attitude Era. Um, he ends up being a quadriplegic in wrestling, sadly oh. enough. Um, yeah, a move with uh, D'Lo Brown went horribly wrong. And yeah, I believe he's pretty much quadriplegic now. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a tragic last name for Rebecca to share. Um, and she's anti-anti-fun. Yeah. She's 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 against anti-fun people. And she hopes her partner is not anti-fun or arrogant. So let's hope she doesn't get Joey. <laughs> Otherwise, which whoever else she gets paired up with, it'll be fun stoppable. It's going to be a laugh a second. Yeah, fun st- hopefully it'll be when they whenever she says fun stoppable, there's like a bell that rings on the screen and like they they like stop and do like Japanese anime style where that's like just fun stoppable and like have super mega ultras fun stoppable fun time. Or may or I wonder if there if she has any relation to uh Kim Possible. Call me when you need me, you know. Are you really referencing Kim Possible? Yeah. Why? Kim Possible, that was early two thousands. Very Kim- early two thousands. Impossible was my jam. I well, I remember that theme song. Number two words of that theme song. <laughs> Kim Possible is so old that Epcot haven't even got the Kim Possible augmented reality game anymore. Jesus. Did you make a Funko reference? No. No, they genuinely did used to have a, an augmented reality game at Epcot. Huh? Just oh, you're not kidding. Oh, no. This actually happened. Yeah, they've replaced it with Agent P's World Showcase Adventure, but it does not. It was a Kim Possible game. 
there was even a Kim Possible movie, if I remember, that came out in theaters. Like, she she was the shit one uh, at one time. Told you. Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure. Yep. Well, I'll be damned. Just interactive scavenger hunt. She's a ginger. Um, back on topic. <laughs> Becca. <Itch. laughs> Becca Funstoppable. Um, where's, where's she going to finish? Is she going to be a good partner? It, I think she'll be a good partner, but if she gets someone like Joey, she's screwed. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully they redo the season 27 wrapping task because it sounds like she would have a lot of fun with that. She needs to hope and pray that she doesn't get someone who's domineering. Because I think if she got someone who's domineering, she probably would sink into the background, I guess. I get, I ho- really hope she gets teamed up with the female who's really into beatboxing too. So they can bo- be both beatboxes. There's no one who else who is beatbox friendly, though, I don't think. Ah, some of the fans on the uh, on the official Facebook page uh, had other thoughts on that. Where do you see her finishing? Um, I don't know. She's a bit of a wild card for her people. With, with phrases like fun, stoppable, and wanting to beat boxes more so than, than, than Logan in the cast. Um, uh, I don't know. Um... So anyway, on to Liz, who is a 24-year-old fifth-generation auctioneer and a huge fan of capital letters. 20, 25, 30... No, she's 24. Yeah. She sold her first item at the age of six years old. Mm. Talking of 24, that's the age I am, so... Yeah. So go Because it's your birthday. It is. We're going to party like it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Except you didn't have a bottle full of bub. No, I didn't. We didn't find you up in the club. No, you found me podcasting with Logan instead yeah. and going to bed early because I got to be up at ridiculous o'clock because somebody booked a nine o'clock flight. <laughs> no side eye at all. <laughs> and she also seems to be a huge fan of lengthy answers. Yeah, I had to do a lot of short notes and do like the abridged version of her bio. Unlike other contestants. Yeah. She has two horses named Trixie and Texas. Which sounds like, uh, I don't know, like they sound like Donkey Kong Country characters. You know, you have Dixie Kong, and then you have Trixie Kong, and then Texas. And yeah. nobody messes with Texas. And her nickname seems to be Firecracker as well. We have a lot of weird nicknames for that contestants have used to describe themselves. We just went from Funstoppable to Firecracker. Yeah. Um, and she sticks to her guns. She does. And she wants no more Missouri. That's the main reason for getting out. Yeah, she, this race. She's she wants to see the world outside of Missouri, which is a big place. Yeah, it's a it's a bit bigger than Missouri, the rest of the world. Yeah, just a little. She says it's gonna be like chasing a tiger by the tail. Yeah, I suspect she might be a bit annoying. And which country does she want to visit? She wants to go to Italy. Surprisingly, this time it's not for family; it's for food. She wants some spaghetti. She does. And she quotes a wonderful movie and says that for this race to bring it on. I mean, I was under the impression that she was quoting the seminal song from Alistair Griffin of Fame Academy fame. That is a very early 2000s reference that you won't get. Nope, that went way (laughs) over my head. (laughs) It's a good song. Um, But yeah. And she wants to own her own. She does. And she also is a fifth-generation auctioneer. 
Yep. Five generations. Carrying on the family business. And but she wants to own her own, though. She does. And um, who do you want her to get partnered up with? Somebody that's really quiet, like that quiet uh, Asian fella. Like, cause she's going to be talking, like, she's... She's going to talk so much. It's going to be tough to keep up with her in confessionals. Yeah, she... I think regardless of what happens, she's going to be doing about 90% of the confessionals of her team. Like, and she's just going to be really, really bubbly, too. Yeah. Like, the Asian guys, I hope she gets partnered up with the quiet Asian guy, because he's just going to completely freak out. He's not even going to know what to make of her. And there's actually an auctioneer's association, the WWCA. I don't even know that they all, auctioneers all got together and had their own little federation, like the WWF. Apparently so. There's slightly less wrestling in the uh, in the auctioneer one. Yeah, there's no wrestling, there's no beatboxing, there's no snatching. No jerking. Jeez. Um, yeah. How, how do you see her doing? Uh, I don't see her going all the way to the end. No. No, I, I think she'll be fairly early out. Because I think she's probably going to annoy her partner. It is my feeling. Alright. We're only on the ninth name. I know. And how long have we been on so far? Over an hour? Over an hour, yeah. Um, So, on to Scott, who is a university recruiting manager from North Carolina. CrossFit. CrossFit again. And his hobbies include travelling, so I'm assuming he's pretty well travelled. Sounds like he's a guy who will do very well at this race. Yeah, I, I sort of... Because he was the first um, contestant to rear his head on the fan groups, I kind of wanted to pick his bio apart just because it's fun. But no, his bio's pretty good. He seems to have followed all my rules. Except and... one. He did pull a Tiffany and Krista. He did say he wants to go to Italy because of his ancestors. Yeah, but that's fun, though. I don't mind people doing that. He gave appropriate length answers. He isn't boring. He reminds me a lot of that Bob guy from The Biggest Loser. What, Bob Harper? Yeah. Yeah. I'm... So he has that whole motivational aspect to him. He even looks like him a little bit. And he's like, oh yeah, I lost 30 or 40 pounds and now I'm motivating other people and I'm a recruiter for a university. Like, he's just reminds me a lot of Bob Harper, except... Bob Harper is kind of douchey, and Scott doesn't seem like he's, like, Barb, Bob Harper level of douchiness. Yeah, he seems very nice, and it's kind of annoying, because I like picking people apart. In yeah, the, he's, like, the the genu- a genuinely pleasant person. Like, I would feel like an asshole if I started making fun of Scott. Give it a couple of weeks, and he gets a horrible partner, and maybe we'll change our tune, but... Which is which would be great, because that's when I... I mean, the first two weeks is when I'll be missing, so I'll come back in and be able to fill that out. I, I kind of like him... I don't like that I like people. They're all nice. They're all nice. (laughs) I wanted a 28 style one where we can just rag on people. No, they're all nice and competent. I hate it. (laughs) And he he's scared of his lack of experience in languages and is the only person not afraid of the unknown. He has very normal fears. He does. He, He is the embodiment of the Casual fan, plea for normal people. He's just normal. Yeah. And he's obviously a super fan because he seems to actually have seen more than one season of Tar. Yeah. Unlike some of the people coming up very soon. Yeah, we're about to get a whole batch of recruits, I think, fairly soon. Yeah, there's someone who basically said, or basically implies that they watch 28 and Sequester. 
Let's go on to number 10. Um, well, he, d- he doesn't want someone who, uh, with the words, I can't in their vocabulary. As well as Matt Ladley, which we'll get to later on. He said the same thing. He yeah. says that he doesn't want to hear the words, I can't. And he's deathly afraid of Argus, which I would say good luck with that skydiving task that's obviously in the previews. Yeah. And he does want... He's, is, he's Tiffany and Krista levels when he says that he wants to visit uh, Italy because he has ancestors from there. I, r- I really want him to be paired up with that one actress from the movie Singing in the Rain, just so he has to hear her say, I can't stand him. You know, just so he has to hear the words, I can't. Who do you want him to be paired up with in this cast? Thing is, you'll probably get along with anybody in this cast. Yeah. So I don't see anything. I don't see any explosiveness for him. Sadly. <laughs> except maybe that Brooke person. Except for Brooke. <laughs> I want Brooke to be paired up with someone really normal. <laughs> Just because it will look her that much, that much more crazy, kind of like the flow and sack effect. Yeah, I I'm on record as loving crazy normal teams. It's just fun. <laughs> and onto our next person, which is Sarah or Sarah. Or Sarah Nash. Flower. Yeah, and she's a luxury real estate agent from Baltimore. And I'm not sure whether that means she sells luxury real estate or if she's a luxury person who sells real estate. That yeah, that's. She'd be two very different people, depending on how you interpret that. Exactly. And she's also the second person to use the words uh, the word gregarious. She did use the word gregarious. I know she did. That's why I said it. Um, let's see. She's 27. She's from Baltimore. Oh, she's from Baltimore. So it's definitely not luxury homes that she'd be selling. So Well, she sells... a great person. She, she's the one who lives in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah, I just read that too, yeah. So she's the third person this season who doesn't actually live in the mainland U.S. Where did they go to in season 25? Was that British Virgin Islands or U.S. Virgin no, Islands? No, U.S. U.S., yeah. So she lives in a season 25 she, first like pit stop. She's the first person that I know of to actually live in a U.S. colony rather than the U.S. You know, you haven't had anybody from Puerto Rico or American Samoa or Guam. Guam would be good. <laughs> yeah, that's really far away. <laughs> And she left a nursing career to become a real estate agent, which is kind of the wrong way around. She just probably a lot more money in selling luxury homes would be my guess. Yeah. And her biggest fear is the drinking water in some countries. Reasonable fear. <sighs> yeah, but you just... Get a bottle of water. Drink a bottle of water, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, still, she just fears like if there's no other alternative. Yeah. Like, you drink this or else... Um, That's why I say don't have ice in some countries. She said that she wants a math whiz, and I hope that if she's like one of the people who gets to pick somebody else in the pick them, that she doesn't stereotype the Asians. eleven men on the starting line. That would yeah. be that'd be the most uncomfortable start <laughs> to any season ever. She's like, I want a math whiz. I'll take Kevin. I'll take the Asians. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have both of them, please? <laughs> It's a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven men, ten women. And she she says that she can handle almost anyone as her background is in paediatric psychology. But she does want someone who's super positive. Yeah. And uh, she wants to go to Southeast Asia. Which apparently is a country now. Yeah. Which did say which country you want to go to. And she just named... 
she named about six of them all at once. She couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't pick her choose. It was all of Southeast Asia. So she's going to love going to Laos. Yeah, so someone later does say Africa is a country, which of course breaks my rules for the bios. Have to go back to it every time. Read the damn question. Pick a country. So who do you want her to get paired up with? Other than the Asian. <laughs> it's only if she picks one of the two Asians in the cast. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's nobody stands out that she would just not get along with at all. Probably somebody who isn't materialistic at all. Like, she's a real estate agent, a luxury real estate agent. So, like, big fancy houses and whatnot. And she lives in the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is, like, one giant resort, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So, she finds somebody who's the exact opposite of that. Maybe, like, that the guy who has the ten-foot beard. Um, You mean Mikey Negative? Yes. Then that would probably be an ideal partnership to see play out on TV. Yeah. So, on to London... London K. Mm. She's a street artist from Brooklyn, because of course she is. And her hobbies are crochet and ballet. Do you think she's ever played Yoshi's Wooly World? I feel like she would love that game for the Wii U, based on her crocheting background and the fact that she also likes bright colours. Probably, yeah. And she managed to create a crochet billboard that was 50 foot by 25 foot in three weeks to get displayed in Times Square. That's impressive. Yeah, she's so Brooklyn, though. So Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, she may as well be writing into Mario and Luigi on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and she's also done a crocheting for Miller Lite. So new sponsor for The Amazing Race, you know? With Phil, he can just, like, the first place team cracks open a beer and he's like, you are team number one? And for uh, winning this leg of the race, before I announce your prize, it's Miller time. I think we need to hear, hear Logan doing an impression of Phil. I haven't had a, there's there's no uh there's no Pills has such a neutral voice. Fine It's not like John Montgomery. Fine you can do Monty. <laughs> You're team number one. It's Miller time. It's Miller time. Drink this, drink that, drink my beer, drink my ginger beer, drink all the beers. Mmm. That tastes like Canada. <laughs> Maple beer. And she hopes most importantly that her partner won't uh, will be able to drive a manual car. Which something tells me won't be an issue on this season. Eh, there could be some self-driving. You never know. Mm, you really think so? I really hope there's a roadblock where she has to drive a manual. <laughs> she has to drive a stick. I know I say this every time, but for the love of God, if you're going on tar, learn how to drive a car. Even if they've only had like one stick shift driving leg in the past exactly. three seasons. Or two seasons. It's really not that difficult to learn the basics of using a manual car. Really, really not that hard. And, and I am the person who took a while to pass his driving test, but at least I knew how to operate a car after one lesson. It's not hard. Spend $20 or whatever it would be to learn one lesson. It'll save you so much time. You won't Kurtenberg in this. Brooklyn street artists, though, aren't really known for having that much money. No, but still... Surely she's got a friend who can teach her. Or something. <laughs> they can, she can crochet a stick. Yeah, exactly. Crochet yourself a car. It'll work. <laughs> and she won't put up with drama. Lord, I hope for her sake that she gets a guy then. <laughs> and she likes wants to go to Cuba because of bright colours. And so do you.
And I want to go there, yeah, I am yeah. going to Cuba. And you're going there in, like, a week and a bit? Yep. Hey, plugging all of my travels. <laughs> but I have to keep reminding I'm, I'm people. not going there because of the bright colours, though. I'm going there because... Because, of, because you want to recreate our fake leg from Cuba last season. No, no, I was gonna. I'm filling in for Fidel Castro. I'm gonna. You, you want, I'm gonna keep the communist dream alive. You want to carry a tray of daiquiris through the streets of Cuba to Ernest Hemingway's house. You want to visit the Camera Obscura, which you did in Edinburgh with me. You want to swim the Bay of Pigs, avoiding ferries dressed as a pig, and then shoot Fidel Castro's relatives with paintballs. <laughs> all of that, all that good stuff. Yeah, all that and more. Await you in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> and who do you want her to get partnered with? Um, street artist, crocheting. Probably was somebody who would get bored as shit having to hear stories about crocheting because. Can you imagine her crochet stories? At the pit stop? That'd oh. be a long. That'd be a long pit stop. I can imagine in her rest period, she's probably got knitting needles or something like that. Yeah, and like you're trying to sleep and you just hear. <laughs> That's my crocheting sound effect. Uh, I wasn't aware that Donald Duck was on this season. <laughs> and now on to our professional snowboarder, Matt. Because the last professional snowboarders we had were awesome. Oh, God. If we they have also another. The last Panamanian season. If we have another Andy and Tommy, I'm going to shoot myself. Andy and Tommy were horrible. 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 I didn't hate them that much, but I hated 19 quite a lot, so. So, Matt Ladley, by default, you're going to be the most popular snowboarder on the season. Yeah. He's my age. He's 25. He is. I get the impression that he hated every second of filling this bio out. Yeah. He because is... he gives a lot of sarcastic answers. Yeah, he gets. He has a fear of getting sucked into the toilet on a plane. Yep. It's like a weird vortex for him. Yeah, apparently vacuum toilets are a thing. And just like any snowboarder, he's from Colorado. Surprise, surprise. Well, yeah, he couldn't be from anywhere else, really, could he? No, then he wouldn't be a snowboarder. Steamboat Springs, which is probably a distant relative cartoon of Steamboat Willie from Mickey Mouse. Yep, and apparently adventuring is a hobby now. Adventuring? That's yeah. what he wrote down as That's what he wrote down as one of his hobbies, just yeah. adventuring. Yep. What a... Huh. I- I'm sure he has a watch that uh, just says Adventure Time on it. Yeah, he probably likes the adventure mode on Super Smash Brothers. Um, he probably knows that the code for Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64 is joint venture. You know, any sort of venture, really. Yeah. And he wants someone positive and not complaining. I don't know why they keep asking this question, because all the answers are the same. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear the words, I can't. Yeah. So I've already reused my my joke about that, so we'll skip over. And he wants to go to... to wonderful Indonesia! Yay! Yeah, wonderful Indonesia, because of boats. Yep, and wonderful Indonesia didn't get back to us, sadly, after Amazing Race Asia 5. Yeah, they don't want to be a sponsor for our Season 29 podcast. Hopefully they're back again for Amazing Race Asia 6, and they'll sponsor us then. I am quite surprised we've not had an announcement about Amazing Race Asia 6 yet. It should be sooner rather than later. Yeah, it was about this time last year that we heard Amazing Race Asia 5 was happening. Because it had really high ratings, and it was awesome. And it had a great cast. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe someone described it as the best season of last year. That would be me. It would. I described it. And JK agreed. Well, of course he would. Mm-hmm. But what would JK agreeing sound like? Logan, I hate you as a person, but I'm glad you at least praised our season. 
It's like getting praise from, I don't know, like... Fat treasury. It's like getting praise from fat treasury. Like, it's, it's, at least it's something. I think we need to get JK on just so you can do dueling impressions. <laughs> I want him to do an impression of you. <laughs> I don't know if JK could pull off the Canadian accent. I don't know if you could pull off the Singaporean one. That's half the fun. <laughs> Hey, what are you talking about, Logan? Haha, <laughs> I sound Canadian. What's that about? <laughs> about your maple syrup tastes like shit. <laughs> and just for the record, I prefer the snatch over the clean and jerk. <laughs> I prefer Perul and Maggie's clean and jerk. <laughs> I prefer Perul and Maggie's clean and jerk over Logan's snatch. Oh god, this is going to become a running joke, isn't it? I was expecting Lady Climbers to be the running joke, not... I claim all the ladies. Not clean and jerk, I'll snatch. It's too bad that polygamy is as legal in Singapore as chewing gum and and, and gambling. Uh, JK from Amazing Race Nation 5, everybody. Glad you could join us on the the Season 29 cast preview. I think I'm going to have to email him. (laughs) And just say I apologise in advance for this preview. (laughs) I do love how he had to comment on your... On your uh, post about it being my birthday. <laughs> you couldn't put it on my wall, despite the fact we're friends. <laughs> uh, so what, who do you think Matt's going to get partnered with? Um, probably one of the women. He's probably going to be partnered up with... Probably, probably, he's going to be probably partnered with the Lady Climber. <laughs> I think that would entice him. I, I think they're probably kindred spirits. Both adventurous. They, they both like adventuring. Yeah. Alright, number 13. Uh, is Jen, who is a Mactress. Uh, pro model. Yep, she's a pro model from California, and obviously thinks that smiley faces are appropriate for biographies. She wrote it, she put it in an emoticon. Erin and Jocelyn didn't even do an emoticon in their bio. I know. The first, is that the first emoticon in anybody's bio? Smiley face? I think so, but... We had some lols last time, I think. Oh, yeah, we may have even lols. had a smiley face. In fact, no, someone did use a smiley face for 28, definitely. Probably Aaron and Jocelyn, then. Yeah, I think it was, because I think I remember taking the piss out of them for that, surprisingly. <laughs> and she she doesn't have a beatboxer, but she does have a boxer named Bronson. Yeah. Named after Charles. Yes. A little, she's, she's trying to cater to the... 10,000 people in the UK who followed the American version of Amazing Race. And she won Miss Korea, California. Yep, and... Uh, Very specific title to win. It certainly is. And her three words do include the word weird. Well, for describing herself? Yeah. Hmm. But more interestingly about her, she's a dual citizen. Yeah, because she lost one of her passports, but she had her other one, so she was all good. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole point of Amazing Race not merging with Canada was because certain people would get through certain customs queues quicker. So is she going to get through customs queues quicker with her Australian passport? Will she have to only take her American one with her? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm. Because she's the first dual citizen we've had. Ever, I think. Rules are loosening up for the actors on The Amazing Race. They certainly are. Um, and she had an interesting story. She camped in a remote area with plastic above her head and plastic on the ground with she no walls. And got bitten alive in the Amazon. In the Amazon, she did that. Yep. 
It's kind of funny that the model had plastic on it. And she hopes to get a male partner because they're less emotional. God, she's going to be one of them, isn't she? Oh, less emotional. That's kind of a cringeworthy to, yeah. to use. But considering that we have like three women in this cast who are like mili- military or cops, and then you have Jen saying, "Oh yeah, I want I want a man because they're not a, I want a man because they're not emotional." It's like, ugh. And and given the- 2017 folks or 2016 when this filmed, I guess. Yeah, and given that female casual fans hate every woman on Amazing Race ever, anyway, she's gonna get some hate for this. Yeah. I'm very surprised people haven't picked this up. And she would, she'll listen to somebody unless just just kidding, unless they're dumb. Yeah, JK. she won't listen to them. J.K. What? You guys can't stop talking about me. Do you have an obsession? <laughs> no, J.K. Come on now. <laughs> you, 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 this, that, your cameo is over on this podcast, buddy. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love the long pause that you left there. It's like making it even more obvious that J.K. is not here. You can shorten the pause in the edit. I can, but I'm not going to. That's half of the fun. Um, she says she is le- legit claustrophobic in contrast to just being claustrophobic. Yep. And she is dying to die. Dying. Dying. And it's a dream of hers with three exclamation marks. And she thinks she was a great white in a past life. Dot, 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 ellipses. Yeah. Um, Not going to make it far is my guess No I think she'll go quite soon I don't think she knows what she's getting into No she's 100% a recruit mm-hmm. the, It was the pro model The emoticons um, and What's the over under on How many episodes of Amazing Race She's seen before going to, into Sequester Five I reckon Zero <laughs> She's reckon, like heard of it. <laughs> I reckon she was found at a taco stand. A taco stand. Yes. Quite possible. We don't know. And now on to Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Ke- Ke- Kevin. 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 Yeah. Like his like you can just say his first and last name all combined into one. Just Kevin. Yeah. And he has possibly the creepiest grin ever to be on an Amazing Race profile picture. He has. The, he has. Hair that's almost as good as my hair. Almost as good as my hair. Almost. I think my hair's probably still longer than his, um, judging by the picture. Yeah. Um, he's from San Diego? Yes. Possibly another recruit? I think so. Yeah, and he's a physio slash athletic trainer for the U.S. Rugby Olympic Training Center. Because the U.S. is great at rugby. I detect sarcasm. Mm, the U.S. is not very good at rugby. He's one of those many sports that the U.S. hates. It's dominated by, well, England, um, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Canada does well at the rugby. Does all right at the rugby sevens. Yeah, um, it's kind of rugby. It is. It's 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 mainstream rugby, I should say. Yeah, it's more mainstream rugby. Um, if you look at the Rugby World Cup, I'm not sure America ever qualifies. And he had a lot of crazy answers in his bio. Like, he, he was, he used, there's supposed to be three words to describe yourself, and he pushed it to four words because he, apparently long hair is a way to describe yourself. Apparently so. I mean, he broke one of the cardinal rules, which is, what's the three words? Long hair is two separate words. Moral. Yeah, not even a hyphen in there. 
and he said he's a merman and he will sometimes grow legs spontaneously um, he wants the middle seat on an airplane so it's known stop uh, elbow wars he wants to check on the counterclockwise flushing toilet and he said Asians and cars don't mix he actually said that in his bio yeah so but we but according to Sarah Flower she'll have to find out on her own if Asians and math do mix on this race just going back to the rugby thing, I've just looked at the last Rugby World Cup. Uh, the US did qualify, but came rock bottom of its group. Having, rock, rock bottom. Yes, having a, a goal difference of, of minus 106. I didn't even know that was possible in rugby. South Africa beat them 64 nil. 64 nil. Those spring boxes. Wowzers. Wowzers? <laughs> He went all Inspector Gadget on that. <laughs> that's uh, that's even better than I was expecting. Sixty-four nil. Sixty-four nil. That's like the score I got against my playing against my brother in the rugby sevens mini game on uh, on uh, Mario and Sonic at the Summer Olympics. But it gets even better. Uruguay came bottom of their group, which is the same one as England, with minus one hundred and ninety-six. And how many games do they play for? Four. So you're losing by about 50 points per game? Yeah, they lost 54-9 to Wales. They lost 65-3 to Australia. They lost 47-15 to Fiji. And 63 to England. 62-3. Yeah, 63. Um, at least they didn't get shut out 64-0. They scored, they scored one try. So yeah, like I said... Um, America really doesn't like rugby. <laughs> Fiji likes rugby, and Kevin likes Fiji. Yeah. So another one who went to the who was plugging a sponsor for the season. Do you think that production told them to go? Eh, actually, can you just give a little bit of love to Fiji because they've you know sponsored our casting calls for next yeah. season? Too many people. Too many people have said Italy. Yeah. So we gotta stop with the Italian heritage. Kevin, I don't think has Italian heritage, so. He went with Fiji. And he also referenced his fellow competitors as frenemies. Yeah. He used the dreaded frenemies word. The sort of vomp. He could be a hilarious guy. I don't think he's going to be very focused, and I don't think he's going to take this race too seriously, so... He's going to be out early. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be a fun, like, three or four episode story arc for him, I think. Yeah. It's going to be a fun, like, minor character to see uh, for the first part of the season. Who do you think he's getting partnered with? Hopefully somebody really serious that doesn't get any of his jokes. And then he has to try harder and harder to make them laugh, but they just never laugh. Probably like uh, the army woman, I would say. Um, Tara. Tara. No, Tara, Tara, army Tara. I think uh, I think she would be great because she's not going to... As long as it's somebody who doesn't get his jokes, it'll be great for TV. So on to Francesqua. Francesqua... Piccoli. Yep, who is our other army officer of the season, and she's 33 and from California. I imagine she wants to go to Italy with the, the last name Piccoli. No, she wants to go to Greece, actually. Oh, another Greek. Yeah. Um, Which, of course, is, you know, in this season, spoilers. She has a really dense bio. Like, there was a lot of information she, she crammed in there. She does. She like, And she has a lot of hobbies, too. Not only is she in the army... Uh, she, her hobbies are the three R's, which I was always told was reading and writing and arithmetic. 
but he's actually running remodeling houses and RVs. Yeah. So she does a lot. She's a busy person. Yeah. I think she's going to go far. She's a former drill sergeant, so God help her partner if they uh, don't pull their weight. And she also has a slight sense of humor by saying, going on the amazing race is her biggest accomplishment. Oh, that That's so cliche. I hate that when it appears. <laughs> At least she didn't, like, mention, you know, some, like, bragging about being the Boston Marathon 12 times or going on and on about the military or something like that. At least... At least she didn't, didn't provide an answer like that. It's like, okay, I'm in the army, but I can joke around too. Um, and she's afraid of heights, but has abseiled and parachuted before. So she's probably not going to have much issue this season then. She probably just likes to be scared uh, or just, you know, it's all about that adrenaline rush. Doing things that really scare the crap out of you. Um, but it's also a lot of fun to be put in that situation. It's kind of like people who watch horror movies. And she's scared of being without a phone. Hopefully they give her a selfie phone at the very least, uh, you know, to keep to preserve her sanity. Yeah, to which my response is, oh honey, you've not seen the past two seasons, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and she, surprisingly, doesn't want someone who's arrogant or not a team player. And she is recently divorced. Yep. So that's not going to come into play at all. Could be unintentional blind date. Yeah, she's going to end up um, probably mentioning, oh, I've just recently divorced. I've recently lost my father as well. Probably every time she cries. That would be hopefully, Hopefully, like, when she talks about, like, her father passing away, that they... Treat it respectfully. <laughs> they treat it with respect, yeah, in the editing room and not, like, you know, just turn it into, like, a big part of, of her storyline. Because that would just be offensive, I think. Yeah. And who do you want her to get partnered with? Um, maybe the one of the younger guys in the cast. Maybe this, well, actually this Floyd person, he's 21. He's the one that we're talking about next. Oh, Floyd. <laughs> Especially because, you know, she's recently divorced, so yeah. that'll be fun for Floyd. So basically, you, you're saying she wants a toy boy. No, uh, a toy Floyd. <laughs> talking to Floyd, he's a 21-year-old college student from Colorado. He lives in Boulder. <laughs> he does. With a, a roommate. I wonder if he has a roommate back in Boulder um, who may or may not have had the tattoo bitten on their shoulder. Pull the sheets right off. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know... We ain't uh, ever getting older. He, and he probably has a mattress missing in his apartment, too. Yep. Because his roommate couldn't afford it. I'm going to have to play the Postman G-Box for him, actually. Um, no, because that... Postmodern modern jukebox. Like when you when we listen to Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. in your car, I have not been able to listen. I have not been able to listen to Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. since then. Oh good, <laughs> because it, that it just ruined it for me. It really did. P.M.J. ruined ruined one of the kings of hip hop. Talking of Juicy, that's one of his three words. He described himself as Juicy. He knows very well who he is. <laughs> And Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so man, he couldn't picture this. And his hobbies do include everything related to the Lion King. He needs Lion to be Lion King he and needs notorious to, B.I.G. references. He needs to be prepared for what's to come. <laughs> also, just one thing to point out. The Lion King came out before this child was born. Wow. He was 21. The Lion King came out in 94. Wow. So it came out two years before he was born. Hmm. But He loves Disney that much. 
Yeah, but Lion King is one of the best films of all time, so I will give him a complete pass on that. And he did describe himself as Juicy, which is, you know, a song by one of the best hip-hop artists of all time. I'm personally a West Coast person myself, but, you know, gotta respect Notorious, so, yeah. And he does have a terrible sense of direction, which is going to end well for him. Yeah, something like The Amazing Race, yeah, hopefully... That's why probably somebody like Francesco is... Francesco. Francesco. Uh, sorry, I have dry mouth from all that wine. Um, uh, she's in the... I would assume, because she's in the army was a drill sergeant, she would have like the best sense of direction of anybody in the cast. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's a super fan, and he wants to go to Italy, not for the spaghetti, but for the pasta. Yeah. And he does seem to be a fan, but he's super young. 21, yeah. Um, and, and he's also legal drinking age, so, I mean, his birthdays used to be the worst days. Now he can drink champagne when he's Thursday. <laughs> oh, God, why did I do the hip-hop reference? Uh, <laughs> how do you see him going? Do you see think he's going to last a while? or I see him going in a good direction. Well... Assuming he's with somebody who has a sense of direction. If, if it's like some, like, uh, was it Brooke that can't drive a stick? Yeah. If it's like him and Brooke, then, yeah, they're first out. <laughs> and now on to the person who I have the most silly notes about, which is uh, Mikey Negative. I am two degrees away from, from Mikey. I, I have a story, yeah. I was in Croatia. I was in Dubrovnik. Clang, clang. And I became close friends with this one woman from Philadelphia in the hostel. She's yep. originally from Jersey, but currently Good place. lives oh. close to Philly. I like Philly. Yeah. And we have friends in Philly now, just in Diana. Uh, she, uh, she's a bartender there. And not about a, it would have been a year ago. Yeah. She said last year that there was a guy with a bunch of friends who came into the bar and said, oh yeah, you know, uh. We're celebrating because this guy just got picked to be on The Amazing Race. And this is in, uh, this was in Philadelphia, so it had to be somebody who lived nearby. And Michael, um, this Mikey guy lives in Pittsburgh. So he's the only guy in the cast is from Pennsylvania. So I assume this is the guy that she would have seen at the bar that night who was celebrating about being on The Amazing Race. Yep. He's a butcher from Philly, uh, from Pennsylvania. Mm hmm. And what does he make? The Pittsburgh Butcher sounds like the name of a serial killer. It really does. It's the Pittsburgh Butcher. And he, he, is, he is the spitting image of Mikey Zero, which is why I'm calling him Mikey Native, because he's lesser than Mikey Zero. And he does make famous Kilbasa. So I think he'll get on well with Miss Korea California, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that reference. <laughs> Amazing Race 11 callback. So yeah, Miss and... Korea, California, everybody. That's who I hope he gets better with, just so I can make those jokes every week. Yeah, just because he makes kielbasa. Yeah, Eric and Danielle will love that joke. <laughs> Still being, uh, and Dustin and Candace will all love that joke from Amazing Race All Stars being kept alive. Do you think nine, just twenty or eighteen seasons later? Do you think Dustin and Candace would have appreciated our our um, previews for them if we'd have been doing them back then? I would think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> And he's our second ice hockey enthusiast, so I'm assuming he's a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Just like Snoop Dogg. Yep. And he brews beer and plays in a band. Sounds like a few... They, they really just picked, like, a Mikey clone, eh? Yeah. I think Mikey's slightly pissed that they've basically cloned him. 
like they're cloning new this new Mikey guy as if to say like blind date season never happened. This is the Mikey we all want you to remember. Yeah. And he does want someone who is preferably bilingual. Bilingual, to quote Monty. Yes. Bilingual. <laughs> and he doesn't want someone rude, ignorant, or high maintenance. Which rules out that 90% of the cast. <laughs> yes. He's going to have a fun time. Yeah. And he wants to make his daughter proud. Oh. And he wants to see the whole world. Who do you want him to get paired with, other than Miss Korea, California, everybody? Uh, don't know. Probably somebody who doesn't, like, a vegetarian. <laughs> a vegetarian would be hilarious for him. And now on to Redmond. And no, it's not the Survivor spoiler, because he lives in Yorkshire. Uh, he's a motivational speaker and amputee from California. And he didn't actually mention that he's an amputee, but you can see it from the group picture. Oh yeah, I didn't even yeah I didn't see the group picture, but uh, everyone kept making. Actually, the casual fan page was brutal to him as well. So like, oh, there here's another Bethany that's just going to talk about their you know about their uh, peg leg the whole time. And I'm thinking we haven't even seen any footage yet. He may not mention it at all. If he didn't mention it in his bio, then he doesn't want to talk about it. Do you think he's going to get picked last just because they see that you know? No, because I think that people will think, oh, sympathy. Like a positive edit type thing? Exactly. Just like with Bethany Hamilton? As as brutal as it is to say that, I think he's probably going to... Well, I think he's probably going to be in the top 11 anyway, because he seems quite fit, but... Yeah, he seems very capable. I think he, he was, was in the thing, something called the Triumph Game. Yeah, and I'm assuming that's not Triumph the Insult Dog. Yes. This podcast is great for me to poop on. That was more JK than Triumph the Insult Dog. Actually, they both have very similar voices. Oh... Um, He's a veteran. Triumph Games is wounded military athletes. I really wish Triumph the Insult. Oh, Triumph the Insult Dog would not do well at a at a place for veterans. No wonder he has not been there. <laughs> yeah, he. But yeah, the casual fan page just uh, tore into him. They're like, oh yeah, this guy is just going to be talking about his leg the whole time. Just because we've seen that trope so many times in Amazing Race before that people are like, oh, here comes this edit again where they're just going to be defined by uh, whatever limb has been amputated. So uh, hopefully, because Redmond didn't even want to mention that in his bio, that he wants to stay away from that one-dimensional edit and be treated like as a full, complete person in the editing suite. Yeah, he's a... Um, he won the Power Triumph Games, the first one. Uh, he lost his left leg below the knee after stepping on an IED in Afghanistan. He's a Navy veteran. Okay. He really succeeds through succeed through their struggle has been a motto he repeated several times. So that's going to be my drinking game when I watch the episodes. Is to, Every time he says succeed through the struggle... Or success through their struggle, or just you know any very slight variation of it. I'm just gonna have a drink. You're gonna be even more pissed than you are tonight. And um, he's most excited about jumping off cliffs around the world, so he obviously saw 28 in Sequester. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go to the country known as Africa, as well as Portugal and Brazil, because his family's from Portugal. Oh, the heritage angle again. Yep, and good for him if he gets through like one. He's going to Brazil. He well, he's guaranteed to make it through at least one leg. It depends. The second one, the second one's a bit iffy. Knowing oh, yeah, I went there. Um, the only time I'll ever go there. Um, 
But seriously, he's very capable of making it to the end of the race. All yeah, all I li- jokes aside, I like Redmond. I think I probably made I made that same joke when Peter and Sarah were on the race in season ten with her missing leg. Um, I believe with Bethany, uh, I believe I said it feels like uh, feels like for pain and pain an arm and a leg to just watch her on TV. Like I've never really stopped with with, with those jokes. With the insensitive jokes, yeah. Um, who do you want him to get partnered with? Um, probably, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to guess super fit female. Yeah. That I could would, see that happening. That with, like, with like Actually, with the next person I could see him being teamed up yeah. with. Yeah, she seems like the salt. And you want somebody that's never fake. Yeah. Never fake. Because he's never fake. <laughs> I'm talking of the next person. It's Jessie, who is a 28-year-old canine police officer from Ohio, and her hobbies include sleeping and squatting. Wow, that <sighs> lethal that combination. Um, she goes after drugs and guns. So the two guys in this cast who are from Colorado will <laughs> not want to be teamed up with her. Like that, especially the one guy who's a snowboarder. Like as soon as as soon as he finds out that he's paired up with Jessica, he's gonna be like, "Oh crap!" Um, you know, <laughs> hide all of my weed. Yes, never set foot in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and she's most scared of reading maps, apparently. So if she gets paired up with Floyd. He <laughs> has no sense of direction. She has a fear of maps. They're not even gonna make it to Panama. Nope. And she hopes her partner is male because she's as emotional as 15 women. 15 women? Oh, There's Lord. only 10 in this cast. Yep. She's emotional as half the crew as well. So she's as emotional as Destiny's Child, TLC, the Pussycat Dolls, and Spice Girls combined. And shockingly, she wants to go to Italy. For, oh, for the Italian food, of course. Yeah. For spaghetti and pasta and pizza. So who do you want her to get partnered with? Um, uh, probably the maybe the maybe Floyd or the guy with no sense of direction. So Floyd, that'd be hilarious. That'd be a hilarious train wreck. <laughs> and next up is Ashton, who is another real estate agent this time from Texas, and she's most of getting lost. Yes. Um, she sold a farm that is worth eight point seven five million dollars. So apparently she's an even better real estate agent than the other real estate agent. Yeah, and she doesn't even have to live in the U.S. Virgin Islands to do it. Yep. And she wants muscle. Well, with Jessica and Oliver squatting, like that could be uh, that, that that may suit her. Thighs of. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on whether or not Ashton's a lady climber. I guess. <laughs> whether she's bored to the, <laughs> the jerk or the snatch. <laughs> This is going to become a running joke. Michelle's going to really, really disapprove of this next weekend. <laughs> and she has a double degree. She does? She has a double D. So intense. In Texas, yes. A Texan double degree. So it's even that much bigger. It's like a quadruple degree because it's Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. And any guess of where she wants to go? Oh, she loves Italy. She loves Italy because just like about three quarters of every amazing race cast, she wants to go to Italy because she has family from there or she loves food from there. Or she loves the food and family. Yeah. Unlike Michelle, who hates her family. Yeah. Just with the way that she was boasting about having like a $9 million home and stuff, 
feel like there's a bit of a bit of an ego there because she also mentioned having that double degree. Yeah. So I think she's going to be out early. I think she's the outer element. So she reminds me of a lot of first boots. Yeah, that's. I think she's going to be first boots. Um, with who is the question? Yeah. So actually, yeah, I'm going to change to Floyd being second out with no matter what team he's on. Um, unless it's somebody that can read maps, of course. Um, yeah, I think I don't think she's long for the race at all. No, she seems like Floyd. she doesn't seem like the sort of person who could backpack. Imagine if it's her and Floyd together. <laughs> God, be, that'd be lethal. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, Floyd. He, yeah, he has his choices are limited as to who he can, who he can get far with. Do you think Floyd's actually going to get a choice, or do you think Floyd's going to be chosen or not chosen, as the case may be? Do we know what the like the depends what the task is? I guess. I mean, he is twenty one, so he might have like that agility. So he's a smaller guy, isn't he? I think it's an obstacle course of some description. Okay, so Floyd's perfect thing for Floyd because there's a lot of people in this cast who are bigger and might have a tougher time with an obstacle course. Yeah. I mean, even though a lot of them are like military and stuff, but a guy like Floyd could probably just. You know, be like Pikachu and just, you know, just use agility to get what, through it. What, be useless? What's that? Be useless and easily defeatable. Hey, don't diss Pikachu. Pikachu's crap. What about Raichu? Mm. Alolan or normal. Alolan is the bane of my existence. Uh, so, on to our penultimate person, who is Seth, who's another cop, this time from Seattle. And he obviously hates details because his answers are very short. Extremely short. I wrote short answers. He's from Bellevue, which is, I've passed through there plenty of times, because I live uh, live on the west coast of Canada. That's where Maria Lund is from. Yep. The murder capital of Washington. <laughs> and his bio is probably even shorter than Jessica and Brittany's, but the next person's bio is even shorter than that. So yeah. he's 37... Probably not going to get much airtime. No. I have a feeling he's just going to go with whatever gets thrown at him. He wants to go to Australia as well. Oh, yeah. I have literally nothing else good, to say about Good him. for him. <laughs> I, I don't even think we know who he's going to get partnered with, so, you know. Shall we move on to Vank? Vank. Vank's... How do you pronounce his last name? It said H-U. I forgot how that's... Chu? Zoo. Zoo? Vank. Zoo? Vank Zoo? Yes. Vank Zoo. And he's from Minnesota and works in investment research... His three words include resourceful, and he is, he becomes a walking stereotype when he says his hobbies include table tennis. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I'm like, oh, the Asian guy wrote down table tennis, and the other Asian guy wrote down that he's not very good at driving cars. Yeah. <laughs> thinking two, two stereotypes right there. Maybe, perhaps, perhaps it's not so offensive if Sarah picks uh, either Kevin or, or Vank, uh, and just being under the assumption that they don't have. Yeah, and in this case, it sounds like Bank really does know math. He's in a bit in, in investment. <laughs> yeah, and he hopes his partner has people skills, which implies that he doesn't. Yeah, like his bio is like really, really, really short. Yeah, the shortest, even shorter than yeah than Jessica and Brittany's, or even uh, from season twenty-eight or uh, Seth Seth Tyler's bio. The guy of known the man of two first names, and. Going, going to Antarctica. Yeah, I was going to say, going back to Amazing Race All-Stars, he wants to go back to Antarctica. That'll be one day. That's season 30. Antarctica <laughs> and Syria. Joe and Bill would be pissed if they went to Antarctica. Yep. Because they really want to go there. Yes. And who do you want him to get partnered with? Oh, 
other than the lady who wants Asians. Um, maybe the... You know who would really overwhelm him? Probably Jessica, <laughs> the one who's as emotional as 15 women, yeah. and then she gets paired up with a guy who has no people's, no yeah. social skills. <laughs> who has no experience with women. Yeah, has no experience <laughs> with women. Yeah, that's right. He would be on. He he would be living on the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> We're getting into more tasteless jokes. It's like quarter past eleven here. <laughs> this is the Amazing Race uh, twenty nine cast preview after dark. Yeah, I, I probably should have prefaced this entire podcast with these are all based on the bios of first impressions. Please don't take anything personally, and please don't try and run Logan off the internet this season. Yeah, I prefer prefer to be able to stay online first. Uh, yeah. Just you know. Yeah, I, I, I like this cast. It, this is like the this is like the roast. If you have any negative impressions of this podcast, blame Logan because he's had wine. Blame Canada, blame Canada. Exactly. So that is it. That is all our people. All twenty two of them. I wish we could give more insight onto half of them. <laughs> onto like or just trying to figure out pairings, but it's too damn difficult when it's 20, when each person could have 21 different partners that they could team up with. It's not like it's narrowed down at all. Sounds like some people's ideas of a great night, that, 21 different partners. Yeah, it sounds like, um, so who, who, who would be, who would be up for 21 partners in one night, other than JK? I feel like there's no right answer to this. No, there's no right answer to this, especially as most of the people we could joke about are probably asleep. (laughs) So, so instead, I will say thank you for listening to this UR Team Number podcast. You can join us next week for the first recap of the season. I won't be here. He won't be here. I'll it'll be in Barcelona. It'll be me and Michelle yep. uh, for the next couple of weeks at least. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or on Twitter accounts, MJ Hamilton for me, and Logs for Quacky for Logan. See you next week. And just chill till the next episode. Bye. Sorry to everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs>